Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our podcast. Today, we are talking about keeping customers engaged in 2021. Of course, the pandemic happened in 2020 and things just went crazy. So we figured we would bring some of our Ascent Cloud experts here to talk to you about how you can keep your customers engaged this year as we are trying to recover from all the after effects of 2020. So we have three of our amazing customer success team members here, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves real quick. First, let's start with Erin. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Bassey, the Director of Customer Success with Ascent Cloud. Hi, everybody. My name is Brianna Burgess, and I am the Customer Success Team Lead here at Ascent Cloud. Hey, everyone. This is Ashna Patel. I am the Manager of Customer Success here at Ascent Cloud. Fantastic. Thank you. So just to give our listeners a little backstory, because I think this will help with context with some of the things that you're going to be sharing with us. For those who don't know, Ascent Cloud was officially announced in February of 2020. We are the merging of two Salesforce app exchange applications, so many words, GeoPoint, which is our geolocation solution, as well as Level 11, which is our performance management solution. So through February and into the rest of 2020, our teams were learning how to merge and become one team. We had two different customer success teams that came together um, that formed one team, had to learn different products. And then, as we all know, about a month after that announcement came the pandemic. So added challenges of teams that have never actually been together in the same place and trying to cross train um, and learn new roles as well as partnering with our customers. The most used word of 2020, everybody had to pivot. So not only was our customer success team helping our customers be successful using our solutions, but now helping them just be successful as organizations as they were going through a ton. Decreased sales force, decrease in sales, some other things of just trying to keep their head above water, be able to be as productive with maybe less bandwidth. So Customer success really went through a lot last year, which is why we see them as experts because they've done a fantastic job of being able to keep Ascent Cloud's customers engaged throughout 2020 and into 2021. We have a couple of topics that we are going to cover today um, that Aaron and Brianna and Ashna are going to share some of their insights on. The first being the courage to embrace conflict, how they've been able to utilize this in their roles, uh, being empathetic, of course and then being relevant with their customers. So with that, I will stop talking. I'm gonna hand it over to you guys. Let's start it off talking about courage to embrace conflict. How has this helped you? How have you utilized this in your roles and customer success? Absolutely, yeah. So Cassie, I think you um, brought up a very important point first, the, the courage to embrace conflict. This is something that here at Ascent Cloud, we have really tried to embrace this year um, starting about a year ago, most of our customers were in a very difficult spot. And um, as we all know, when we're struggling with things that we've never been, we've never approached before, we've never had to deal with, you know, um, difficult situations can come up. And the customer success team is usually at the forefront of those conflicts, whether it be with renewals or um, whether it be talking about how our customers were going to have to shift what they were doing and change the way they were using our products. Sometimes that brings up difficult conversations. And so starting with, you know, kind of the, the mindset of leadership, 
I think it's so, so important to give your team members the freedom to fail, right? They need to have the confidence to go into a conversation, make quick decisions, talk to customers about, you know, what they would suggest specifically with renewals or when dealing with um, kind of keeping customers on board. You've got to give them that that room um, to make some small decisions on their own and potentially fail um, and have the leeway um, to come back to you and let you know that they've tried something and they've potentially failed and embrace that and then, you know, give them the tools that they need to be successful. So that's what we've really tried to do. Ashna, I can see your brain is moving. What have you done in this this past year that (laughs) really is taking that concept of courage to embrace conflict because from what um, Sandro Vaselli, our VP of uh, operations was telling us is that Ashna has really embraced this and just fearlessly has gone forward with things. So how, how have you utilized the courage to embrace conflict to help you in your role? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Thank you, Cassie. And I think I'm going to kind of going back to what Aaron basically mentioned. I, I think part of, part of me, I was able to do that is because we've had that freedom to fail. Uh, let's put, if I put it that way. So for example, whether it's just working uh, with a customer on a renewal or just helping them with just brainstorming some ideas, it's, it's just, you know, taking a step in a way that, um, you know, I can suggest some ideas, I can suggest new things to the customer. I'll give you a personal example. I mean, it's it's just a, you know, breaking out of a bubble or talking to customers in certain ways, presenting them certain ideas. It wasn't something that I was used to doing maybe a year or two ago. But because I've had that freedom to try different things and work with my customers and and also collaborate with the team. You know, I, I went to Aaron for different things as my, my manager um, and, and just juggled ideas, brainstorm ideas. And because I've had that, it, it helped me build that courage that, okay, well, I can work with the customer. I can be creative about different things and, and present them these ideas. And at the end of the day, if you think about it, it's just going to help with one thing. It's building and merging those relationships with your customer. That's what it comes down to. So that's kind of what I've, I have been, <laughs> I've been doing with my customers. It's, it's what else I can present to the customer that can help them. I, I think if we keep that mindset it really becomes easier to to embrace um, and have that courage to work with the conflicts. I wish you guys could all see Aaron in the background dancing with excitement over these things. Um, all right, awesome, Brianna. How about mm-hmm. you? Courage to embrace conflict. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly as Ashna said. You know, so many of our customers this year have just gone through exponential change and instability and. Things have changed completely for a lot of these customers. You know, they they may have laid off a bunch of employees. They don't have the same bandwidth. They don't have the same priorities. They're just in different places. So you have to, you know, that word again, you have to be able to pivot with them and you have to be able to think creatively, to think outside of the box, to, you know, pare down your conversations with them, to meet them where they're at so that you can just help them to accomplish something, something simple with them, you know? And what that means is, yeah, like going outside of the box of of the kind of conversations that we're accustomed to having with our customers, you know, at certain points throughout their life cycle, right? You have to be able to kind of let go of that structure and just, just try and be relevant with them. Just try and 
make recommendations, pivot, discuss different ideas, different approaches to leveraging your solution, if you will, you know, um, to make it actually relevant and helpful to them in that moment. It's not about you. It's about them and what they need. Awesome. All right. So we've got courage to embrace conflict. I love it. I think the thing that's going to stand out to me the most is what you just said, which was meet them where they're at, which I'm sure can be tough, especially as you guys are completely changing how you sometimes interact with your customers, but having Mm -hmm. to have those different kind of conversations and figure out where your customer is at so you can best help them out um, in your role and help them to be the most successful that they can. All right. Awesome. So now we're going to move on to being empathetic, which we've all seen LinkedIn posts. We know that between what happened in 2020 and recovering from that, being empathetic is, I'm going to guess, top of the list when it comes to becoming successful and keeping those customers engaged. What do you guys have to say about that one? I think one thing that I, I kind of think about with being empathetic, it's, it's just, just understanding the simple thing. You're talking to humans on the understanding. And when you kind of figure that out and you start, when you believe in your response, whether it's a call or email or, you know, a webinar, video, whatever that you're doing with your customers, it becomes easier. You want to start by understanding their challenges. You know, it's just putting yourself in their shoes, you know, understanding their perspective. And that's what kind of what we've embraced quite a bit um, in 2022 is it's, we started thinking about, okay, well, you know, we're going through this. There's a whole pandemic going on in 2020. I mean, it's not like it's it's done or anything. I mean, it's still going on. But I think what we what we started working on is, okay, let me understand your challenges first, and then we can kind of talk about the uh, the rest of it. So, for example, if I were to discuss a renewal with a customer on a call, I didn't want to just jump to talking about renewals or numbers or anything. What I wanted to do is just kind of talk about what is going on with your companies, what is going on with your life or your your family and and what are your customers, you know, customers of my customers and all that. Wanted to understand that because not just to understand it, but take that feedback and then provide them that relevant information or any any help that we can provide. So it's it's going a little bit above and beyond out of this just a renewal or product conversation. It's being there for my customers. And I think that starts with being empathetic. Uh, first, whether it's calls or emails or anything. I think I started every conversation with a customer within like those first few months of COVID asking how they were doing. (laughs) Like that was the first question. How are you doing? How is your team doing? How's the business doing? You know, what has changed for your team? What's going to change in the immediate future for your team? Like you have to level with them and you have to understand who you're talking to and and what they're concerned with and what their day-to-day looks like now, because that's the only way that you can be relevant. Like you have to find out from them what it is that they need help with. And then you have to think about, well, how can I help them with that thing that they just told me they need help with? Like you really need to cater the conversation to every individual person, every individual customer that you're talking to, like, it's not, you know, this out of box solution that you can offer anymore. So, but that I think, you know, is what you have to have the courage to realize in a situation like that is like, you don't know what they're about to say. You have no idea. Every customer was in a totally different position, especially at the beginning of COVID. So, you know, you kind of went into every conversation, like, I don't know what I'm about to hear. Like, is, is the person I'm talking to, you know, about to get laid off? Like, is the rest of their team laid off? Who is my main point of contact anymore? Like, what are your business objectives? Everything was just so different. So 
it, it was all about just having that human conversation at the beginning of these calls, you know, before you start talking business and solutions and products and, and all that. Erin, um, anything to add to the wonderful wisdom that Brianna and Ashna have just shared with us? Yes, absolutely. Because I think this point is so important. Um, again, you know, you can hear from Ashna and Brianna speaking. Our team really embraced this and did a great job with being empathetic this year. Not only are we empathetic to the fact that there may be a baby or a dog in the background of everyone's call, which I can absolutely appreciate. You have to be empathetic to the fact that projects are going to slow down, that you may not be the priority, right? And um, not only do we need to be obviously empathetic to our customers, but also to our team members um, and get with them, talk about the way their work might be changing, the conversations that they're having and how that's weighing on them. I think it's really important you know, checking in with team members, making sure that they're doing well, making sure that they're taking care of themselves, that all flows through to the customer, right? And just making sure that, again, they feel that confidence that they can be empathetic and that they don't have to talk about numbers or about that project that should have been happening and that they can level set with customers and provide them with what they need at the time. I think that's awesome. And I just want to stick on that point for just another second. I feel like it should be said like a hundred times a day that it goes beyond your customers. It has to start with your team in order for your team to know that that's okay. It's okay to start a conversation with a customer with how are you and just go with that and maybe not even have a plan beyond that of how the conversation is going to go because you actually want to hear how your customer is doing and hear what those challenges are because you set your team up for success and failure in those conversations with saying, it's okay to not know where it's going to go. Ask them how they're doing, figure out what those challenges are. And I know you guys do come together as a team sometimes to help figure out how to help a customer through that challenge, even if it's not your direct customer, but 2020 has brought us unique challenges. I'm sure that we've never seen before. Um, so the empathy goes, yes, of course, with our customers, but of course, with, uh, but additionally with our team members to ensure their success. I love that. Okay. So our last point is being relevant. How has relevancy and your prioritization of this help you guys be successful with keeping your customers engaged? How about we start with uh, Brianna on this one? Yeah. I mean, I think that that Relevance has really kind of been the key to engaging with customers this year. And I think that it's honestly going to change our approach moving forward, you know, forever. It's because it's not about, again, it's not about you and it's not about your agenda and it's not about having this very, you know, standardized process and approach to the way that you talk to every customer and the way that you roll out this and that, you know, it's about first having that empathetic human conversation with them. And then being able to pivot very quickly around, you know, what you say next and what you would suggest your next steps are um, and keeping things very simple, keeping that next step very simple, keeping it relevant to what will actually help them in the immediate future. Um, so it is about being able to make the right suggestion and, and make the right recommendation to the customer on what to do next. And that recommendation is just based on what would actually be helpful to them. That's what relevance is really, is like what's going to actually help them. That 
was what we were all tasked with doing. And I think like we as a team did a great job of sharing those ideas with each other, you know, on what we recommended to customers and what was actually helpful to them and how can we take that and and apply that to our own customers, you know, because we've never had to pivot quite like this before. So, you know, this isn't the way that we were trained or the way that we're accustomed to talking to customers and to, you know, engaging them in their life cycle and such. And so, you know, we did have to get creative with the way that we talk to customers and what we suggest to them. And and we did a great job, I think, of sharing those with each other, those ideas with each other on what actually ended up being relevant to customers. And those things that were relevant were not necessarily things that we thought were relevant before. Like, you know, I think that's what's going to change for us, the way that we are even thinking about our customers moving forward after COVID. I kind of want to just piggyback the first topic that we kind of talked about, embracing conflict and having that freedom to fail per se, or to kind of be just, you know, be creative. I think that really helped, I would say in the past year. And I think that's helping us quite a bit going forward too. It's just that you've had that chance to be creative with the customer, you know, we can, and we didn't just keep it to ourselves. I think that's, that's, that was the best part of it. It's that, you know, if I was being creative with one of my customers for a particular uh, a feature or, or, you know, a solution that I was trying to provide them, I went back to the team and shared with the team. And I think the team did the same thing. You know, we shared with each other, uh, hey, here's here's something different that I'm doing. Maybe this is this is something that we can all try with our different customers. So I think part of being relevant, it's it's it was the understanding what the customer needed needs right now, I guess, what we can provide them right now, have the freedom to be creative, to, to present those solutions to the customer. And then going back to the team and be like, okay, here's here's what I tried. This is what I failed. This is what I su- uh, succeed on. And and here's my here, here are my results. And I think that was the that was one of the other things that really worked um, for us. And I think too, like trying to keep your goals with your customer down to like the foreseeable future, especially in you know that March, April, May, spring time frame when all of this was brand new. And nobody knew what was happening. Like, I mean, to an extent, we still don't. But everything was just so unstable and so crazy and so anxiety-ridden that for me to get on a call with a customer and say, like, okay, well, in six months, we're going to be here and be doing this thing is, like, that's ridiculous. Like, you can't make suggestions like that that far out. When people don't know, you know, who's who they're going to be working with, who's still going to be at the company tomorrow, like everything was just so in flux that like being relevant can also just mean, again, like paring it down, like just doing one simple thing next, just make one goal by the end of that call, you know, and then on the next call, do that thing and then decide to do one more thing. It's not about this, 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 and, you know, lining up this whole project plan with them, keep it simple, keep it relevant to them in that moment. I think that's great. And that leads right into my thoughts on this, on staying relevant, which is what we like to do at Ascent Cloud is ask the question, forget about our solutions, forget about what we provide. What are the problems that you are trying to solve today? Luckily for us, many times we can fit into those problems. We can help solve with our solutions and remaining relevant during this time was tackling the things on the ground right now right? And doing that one small problem at a time. I think sometimes it's hard 
um, for customers to envision what you're providing, just solving these small problems, right? So if you start to think that way and start to provide them with solutions that way, um, you're going to be successful, especially during times like this. And I think the the biggest thing to keep in mind, I think Ashna touched on this earlier, but um, it's not about you, right? You as the customer success manager, you as the director of customer success, whatever your role is, it's not about you. It's about your customer. And if you always keep that in mind, you can do small things here and there to remain relevant instead of trying to finish your project, close your renewal, do something like that. So, you know, I think, you know, during this time and beyond, we're going to keep this as a mentality on our team as the world goes back to the, to what we're used to, um, or potentially not used to. Um, I think this is something to really, really bring away from this time. I love that. I can only imagine as a customer, the almost assurance and comfort you get as you're meeting with your customer success manager, who's like, this is the one thing we're going to focus on right now. And it's going to be a small thing and you're going to be able to do it because it's 2020 and the world seems to be falling down around us. You need something that you can be successful at and that thing that you can grasp onto and see that immediate result of, all right, it's relevant right now. It's in the foreseeable future because like Brianna said, who knows who knew what six months was going to be? Heck, at this point, who knows what six months is going to be? So being able to like bring that focus in to just say, don't even look at four months in the future because we don't know what it is. What are you doing right now? What can we help you with right now? And like, what's that one small thing that you can do that's going to help you. And then next time we meet, whatever, you know, you'll start with that question again of how are you, what challenges are you facing, finding what's that other thing that we can do um, for those of the right generation. It just makes me think about what about Bob? And it's like, it's just baby steps. You're just baby steps and you're going to get to the end goal. You don't have to take these long steps. You don't have to go from point A to M in one giant step. Just take the baby steps and you guys are going to get there. So that is awesome. So before I wrap up, I just wanted to make sure, are there any other final points you guys want to make? Because you have so much great information. I don't want to cut it off. Hang in there. <laughs> success managers of the world. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. It's, it's, it's hard, but you can do it. We are some of the most like malleable people in this industry. <laughs> I agree yes. that like 100%. are just so great at pivoting and adjusting and, and understanding our customers and bringing in the human element and paring things down, making things simple. We're some smart folks. That's the reason why we trust you with our customers and don't <laughs> trust other people with our customers because <laughs> we need people who can do that and who can help them and truly help them. And our customer success team, we love you. I know that we're completely biased, but we're also completely mm. right that you guys are fantastic. You guys do a great job with our customers and without you guys, obviously we would just be a complete failure and fall flat on our faces. So we appreciate all of you guys. And thank you, Erin, Brianna, and Ashna for joining us today to talk about how you keep your customers engaged in 2021 when it comes to the courage to embrace conflict, being empathetic and being relevant. I hope that this is information that those of you that are listening can find useful. We are here. If anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can go to ascentcloud.io. There's a contact us form. But before we wrap up, the one thing that we do like to ask our guests is one question so people can get to know them a little bit more beyond their role here at Ascent Cloud. 
So every Friday here at Ascent Cloud, we have Fun Fact Friday. So we basically do that, but the live version of it. So if you could live anywhere in the world, still do your job, or maybe you have a different job, but you could live anywhere in the world. Aaron, where would you live? If I could live anywhere in the world, I think I would live in the mountains and have like an alpaca farm. You have so many sweaters. Right. <laughs> I love Cassie knows I love my sweaters. <laughs> you know, I also am just really digging this idea of like being able to sustain yourself, grow your own food, maybe have a business that's on the side. Of course, I always want to be a customer success manager, but you know, um, have a business on the side that you know, where I get to work with animals and get to kind of like get down to the roots. So I think that's where I, I would live. I like it. All right. Awesome. Brianna, where would you live anywhere in the world if you could? But I really like Hawaii. I think it's beautiful and I don't need a passport. So that's nice. But I too, like Aaron, my fiance is now really into growing microgreens. And so I don't know, I guess you could kind of do that anywhere because you grow them inside really. But <laughs> Like a farm would be nice to land would be nice. I think like COVID has introduced to me the concept of like the importance of land and space because, you know, we've never spent so much time in so close to each other inside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like having a place with land where we can kind of spread out and be out in nature in the event that parks close again or something, right? Like (laughs) that might be wise. So I like nature <laughs> but also planning ahead. So I appreciate that. Yes. All right. Ashna, where would you live if you could live anywhere in the world? I feel like I'm going to be copying, but it's, it's going to be close to nature. I don't know exactly where um, I would say, but I, I don't know. Off the, off the top of my head, if something comes to my mind is redwoods somehow. I don't know. Forest, redwoods. I think that's probably somewhere, probably build a house on yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm imagining house in the middle of a forest or redwoods, and and just just have a lots of trails and and things to do outside, open in nature. Maybe a, a stream flowing down. I can hear all the you know beautiful noise, and uh, maybe no network zone for certain area. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can detox and and, and go away from um, all this digital things. But yeah, somewhere close to nature. I love it. That's awesome. I want to live in all of those places. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you, Erin and Brianna and Ashna for joining us today. And like I said, if you have any questions about Ascent Cloud, visit ascentcloud.io. But we hope that you have enjoyed all of the great information that's been shared today. Mm -hmm.